Hey, hey, welcome to Beyond the Couch. I'm Dr. Christine Jehu, a coffee-obsessed, licensed psychologist and coach. In this podcast, we take conversations beyond the couch of a therapy room to explore all things high performance, personal growth, and mental health. And we do it all without the psychobabble. An important note, while I am a psychologist and we do talk about mental health here, this show is not mental health treatment and it's not intended as a substitute for mental health treatment. You'll find resources for how to find a therapist and crisis numbers in the show notes should you need them. All right, let's get into it. What is happening? Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Couch. I'm excited to be here as always. We are we are getting into this year, 2023. I know I've said it a lot that there is just an energy around this year that is different. It's special. It feels like there's hmm, like a lot of opportunity, a lot of opportunity for us to step into our greatness, a lot of opportunity for us to stretch our limits, try new things, get adventurous. And I hope for you that this year is starting out in that way, that you are taking advantage of what is put in front of you you're trying new things. I know that I'm really leaning into the energy of this year. And, you know, it doesn't have to be anything massive. One of the things that I am doing this year um, with some friends who I climbed 29029 with is they've been doing a move of the day for, and it'll be like the same move for a week. So um, I don't know, squats, jump squats, skaters, mountain climbers, that sort of thing. Some movement that you can do anywhere you are that doesn't require any equipment. And we do it for one minute. And at first when I was watching them for a couple of weeks, I was like, I don't want to add that (laughs) onto the end of my workout, especially as that morning routine is pretty locked tight. But then they tagged me in a post um, to do the moves uh, just the other week. Was it? I don't even remember. So I jumped in, I jumped in on the move of the week and you know, it has been a really exciting addition one, because I've definitely seen progress with the moves that we're doing just over a short amount of time. Right. And I always say it's the small unsexy actions done consistently over time that get us to the big, sexy outcome. And so just adding that in was an exciting challenge, but it also offered opportunity for growth and it offered some really beautiful community. There's now a bunch of people who are in these Instagram story threads where there are some people that I'm not connected to, but I see them getting tagged in the stories of people that I'm tagging. And it's just this really incredible way, again, to grow, to challenge ourselves and to build community and connection, especially with people who I've gone through a really grueling challenge with and will be going through another one. Um, So that has been really fun. I've noticed as I've been doing my journaling practice again this year, I've brought back in um, writing down something that I'm grateful for or that went well or was exciting or new from the day before when I sit down in the morning to journal. And I've noticed that this year 
nearly every day that I've reflected on Siri. I'm not talking to you. She is getting all my business. Um, that there's been a relational component in there. And that has been a really cool realization and now intentional action that I'm going to bring in to say yes to social opportunities, to say yes to times of connection, even if maybe I want to stay home in my PJs (laughs) because I know every time that I have leaned into one of these invitations when my, I don't even want to say that it's my gut because I don't actually think that it's my gut because my gut wants the connection. The me that's in there strives to be in community and connection with other people. What I've noticed is over the last few years, I have been more isolated from others. And so it it feels new and in some ways a little bit scary to go and re-engage with community. But you know what? Every single time that I've done it, it has been beautiful and it has led to some incredible connections and really fun times. I don't know if I have smiled or laughed as much in the last three years as I have in the last three weeks, which is absolutely incredible. So I hope that you too are leaning into this new year, leaning into this new energy. And if for some reason you're in a funky funk, like there's time, (laughs) there's time to shift it around. We don't have to be in the middle of a month and feel like we need this arbitrary turn of a calendar to make a change. Yes, there is power in the turn of a calendar, a start of a new week, a fresh month, and it's the middle of January. You don't have to wait. You can make a decision right now to flip the script and start leaning into that energy, leaning into the things that you are excited and curious about for your life, for this year, and for the next day ahead of you. Okay, so that was just a little little reflection time on the new year. What I wanted to share today is... um, like a book recap and some takeaways from the book that I read back in December. December? What? <laughs> back in December. I've um, I've only done one of these book reviews last month. I talked about Ed Milet's The Power of One More, but this is really fun for me to be reading one, obviously for takeaways for myself, but also with an eye for what I want to share with you, what I think stands out. But then it's also fun to go back and look at the book. And so I've actually already finished another book since I read this one. And so I had to do a little bit more time digging into it. Um, So this book from, whoa, excuse me, from December that I read is called The 5am Club, Owning Your Morning, Elevate Your Life. And it's written by Robin Sharma, I think is how you pronounce his name. And he is a very highly published um, person. There's a whole list of books here. And I guess a lot of people have been into this book. I actually hadn't heard of it until somebody recommended it. So a couple of things about this book. You know, I like to tell you um, how many pages it is and all of that. So this book is about, it's 314 pages. I have it in paperback. It is not heavy. Um, It's a pretty... I I find it to be a pretty easy read. 
The thing about this book that's different, though, is it's written more like a novel. So there's two main characters who um, go through this journey and this learning process with a guru, if you will. Um, He has many names (laughs) throughout the book that changes as they get to know him. And I found that it was a bit of a slow pickup for for the story, but I knew the person that recommended it to me said that she had read it three or four times. So I was like, okay, there has to be some goodness in here. But some other women in the community that I'm a part of have said that they tried to read it and put it down multiple times. So it could be one of those that you may not resonate with at all. So like I said, it's written more like a novel with fictional characters and all of that. And it's a little bit, I want to say a little bit out there, but that doesn't really feel like the right phrase. It's more of a, like the parts of the story are a little bit extravagant, if you will. So very unlikely that some of these pieces would happen. But if you can lean into, let's say, the fantasy of the novel part of it, and allow yourself to take the lessons, because there are really incredible lessons in here about habits and being highly successful. And, you know, there are so many books out there about habits and success strategies and how to be a high achiever and all of that. And honestly, they all say much of the same thing. They're pulling from similar bodies of research the bodies of research out there are very solid on habits. It's just a matter of the delivery, right? Some people will resonate with one author's writing. Some people like it'll be too intense with one person. So you may resonate with this novel style. Some people may get overwhelmed by more of the academic type writing. And so that's why this one was a fun shift for me is that it was all of the same information um, pulls in data and research, but in a very different way, right? It's, it's packaged in this story of these people's lives. So that part was really cool. Um, If you are somebody who likes a formula, who likes steps to follow, there are at least nine, I might've missed one, formulas with pictures in this book. Um, So if you want a formula, he's got you. The flip side of that is there are a lot of formulas and it could be overwhelming to hear all of them and feel like you have to put them into play all at once. So you absolutely don't, but it's cool how this, the novel element of it shows the pieces unfolding and sort of the habit stacking, right? And recognizing, hey, we need to evaluate this part of our life, which is going to create change that will get movement in this next part of our life, which is going to create some more change, insight, knowledge to then make the next level. I think oftentimes when we're trying to make that change in our life or implement some of these strategies, We go to the ones where we think, oh, these are sort of the more sexy ones. These are going to be the ones that have all the bang for the buck. And we miss the building block steps that are essential for those higher level ones to mm, be successful. Is that what is that the, you know, 
I mean, yeah, be successful, uh, be impactful in our lives. So yeah, I, I started writing down the different formulas, um, because I thought it would be interesting to give you a preview of some of them and dive into them a little bit. But as I'm writing them out there, there's nine of them. (laughs) So, um, I'm not going to riff on all of them, but I'll just share them with you. So you get a sense of what's to come in the book. And these are, um, in order of how they show up in the book. So the first one is the four focuses of history makers. And again, if you think about these building blocks, these are really looking at some of these broader, higher level, no, higher level is not what I'm trying to say, that broader umbrella, right? So we're talking about um, capitalization IQ, right? So looking at your skills and cap knowing what your skills are right and capitalizing on that freedom from distraction having a personal mastery practice and then day stacking so some some broad strokes here then we've got our four interior empires and i am going to dig into this one because these are pretty cool let me pull up the page he talks about your four interior empires being your mindset which is your psychology your heart set, which is your emotionality, your health set, your physical well-being, how you're taking care of yourself, and your soul set. So your spiritual practice, your connection to a higher power. And I really loved that. I mean, I really feel like we could spend an entire year digging into those four areas, honing them in, optimizing them, right? I think these are really critical as we're talking about high performance to have a strong foundation. I there's if you could see this image, it's a circle with four quadrants and they're equal quadrants. And oftentimes, I think when we get misaligned or out of balance and we shift away from our strong foundation for high performance, there's not a equal division in that circle, right? One may be outweighing the others making some of those others smaller, right? We often see people in that hustle culture. Um, what is the word? I just lost the word. Compromising their health set. So not getting sufficient sleep, pulling all-nighters, um, not eating well, not moving their body with intention, right? So that, and then that has an impact on all of the other areas, right? So this misalignment um, in our, as what he calls our four interior empires can really be detrimental. So we could really, I mean, we could spend, like I said, a whole year digging into those four areas. And, And as I'm looking at this, it truly is that foundation for high performance. So that would be one to go back to and um, really focus on in this book, if you were to pick it up. Okay. The third Uh, formula is the lifetime habit arc. And as I was looking at that, it's really this very simplistic science behind habits. So we've got the trigger, the ritual, which is the behavior, the reward, and then the repetition. That's really all habits are. Okay, there's a there's a quote here that I wrote down. Always use the power of rewards for the advancement of your triumphs. 
I think as folks are trying to build a habit, we often leave out that reward. There's so much research on rewarding the behavior. Um, I recently heard that with humans, the the reward for the behavior needs to happen within a short amount of time. So around two minutes so that we know, hey, this was worth it, (laughs) you know? So, yep, that's like the basic habit um, arc, as they call it here. Then they have a habit installation protocol, which really is just looking at how many days it takes for a sustainable habit, uh, for a habit to become a sustained part of our life. And there's various research out there. Some people say it takes 21 days. Some say 30 there, the research in this book is looking at a 66 day uh, time span to build a habit. So you can buy a whole book that talks about nothing but habits. So we're about well into halfway into this book. So you can see how I was saying before, halfway into the book before we even get to the formula for the morning routine, that as I was saying before, it's so important to look at what are the things that we're doing before we get to that sort of sexy um, behavior change that we're looking at? This is a book about maximizing your morning, the 5am club. And you don't get the formula for the morning until page 206 of what did I say? 314 pages. So again, really important to be looking at why are we doing this? Building this foundation so that when you look at this formula for what how to spend that first hour of your day with intention, we know why. Okay, we know why we're doing it. Because he lays the foundation of these history makers, these high performers. Let's look at our interior empires. Let's talk about habits. We want to know how to make the habits if we're then going to create this habit change, right? <laughs> So he's got a 2020 formula, 2020 formula. So 20 minutes for each of these sections, movement, reflection, and growth. And I think, well, we'll get into this in a second. Um, so it's really this first 60 minutes of the day, having intentional movement. It can be intense, uh, like high intensity. Well, the book says high intensity, but if that's not where you're at, you know, you can go for a walk, but just some sort of intentional movement in the morning, some reflection through journaling, gratitude, meditation, praying, just intentional contemplation time, and then growth. So reviewing your goals, reading books, maybe you're listening to podcasts, hey, um, maybe doing some study of some sort. So an intentional 60 minute practice, three areas, 20 minutes each. So that's his 2020 formula. Then there's a formula for pre-sleep rituals, There's um, 10 tactics of lifelong genius. There's twin cycles of elite performance. And then the last sort of image is joy as a GPS. And then, excuse me, there was no um, formula for this, but then he has sort of 10, I think it is, 11. Yeah, 11 elements that billionaires kind of lean on. So, and that's, that's pretty much the book. Um, So again, building that foundation to get to how to maximize your morning and then looking again at the impact of it. So as again, I was mentioning that it's more of a novel. 
And so the whole thing is taking these two people who were struggling in their, one was an entrepreneur, one's an artist, they're struggling in their craft, their area, and they were both sort of desperate. And so they follow this guru and he takes them through lessons related to all of these areas that I just talked about. So I thought it was a pretty good read. Um, Again, mixed reviews out there. Um, That novel element of it, I think, was tricky for some people to get into. I wrote down a couple of thoughts about what I noticed for myself as I was reading it. I found that I was motivated to make small adjustments. So there were different pieces that they were talking about in there in the book that maybe I have as part of my practice, but have noticed that it became more, mm, more of a going through the motions, like writing down something that happened, something that was good that happened the day before that I was sort of going through the motion and not being more deeply intentional in that reflection and, and and just enjoying that experience, right? Being fully present in it. So I was making small adjustments more with my intentionality and my my ability to be present in the moment. I also noticed that there was a lot of what I called alignment confirmation. It was confirmation that I'm doing a lot of these things, um, which is cool, right? Because I don't want to be behind a mic talking about high performance and how to make our lives uh, our lives better if I'm not doing some of these, these practices. So that was pretty cool. Um, I honestly was into the story of the characters. It was a little, a little out there, far-fetched, as I said before, but I really enjoyed their stories and watching their progression and watching them make adjustments and have insights. I would say this book is full of really strong quote nuggets. I probably could have just gone through and read everything that was underlined and we'd have like an hour long episode because there are some really, really good quotables in there. Um, One of the things that I could have used while reading where it's it, because I was so into the story about the characters, I wanted to know what was going to happen with them next when I could have probably benefited from more um, reflection and contemplation on some of the models, some of the lessons, some of those quotable moments to pause and really reflect on those, dig in a little bit deeper, maybe journal a bit more. But I was like caught up in the story. (laughs) So that may be something that when I go back and read it again, um, if I pick it up in the future, that I'll be intentional about because I know how the story unfolds, I can slow down and sit with some of the lessons and do some of that intentional, um, deeper exploration for myself. And then the last little point here, and this is something that I want you to think about whenever you're reading or listening to something and you're looking at new habits or implementation of of different behaviors is we need to remember to stay within our zone of genius. And that's not to say your comfort zone. Okay. That's very different. We want to stay within our zone of genius and adapt concepts to our zone of genius. One of the things that could be really, really, really overwhelming from this book is if you try to implement exactly what is said in here, 
like it's in stone rather than allowing yourself to sit and ponder on the concepts, wonder what does this mean to you? How does this fit within your life and make those adaptions? So for example, the 2020-20 morning formula starts with movement, then reflection, then growth. I do mine not in that order. I do reflection and then growth. So I um, gratitude and journal and then I read, and then I move my body. And that's what works for me. For me, if I move my body before the reflection and the growth, my my body and my brain is already moving to, okay, we got to get into the day, and I'm not able to sit still and and dig into the reflection and the growth like I can prior to working out. So you see what I'm saying? We don't need to get stuck. Like I know my zone of genius and I know what works for me. I know what happens to me when I get my body moving at a high level, especially in the morning. It's, it's a trigger for me of the dog, (laughs) but it's a trigger for me of, Hey, we got to get shit rolling. So knowing my zone of genius and making those adaptions, So that's an invitation too for this episode. Even, you know, if you don't want to pick up the book, sit and journal some about and ask yourself the question, what is my zone of genius? What does it look like for me when I'm operating at a high level? What am I doing? What are the, what's the time of day? What are the circumstances, the situation? Where is your zone of genius? Really lock into that. Because then all of these other pieces of high performance, our habits, um, our morning routines, our daily routines, all of that, if we can build it around our zone of genius, we're going to have such a stronger grounded foundation. Mm. I just love thinking about this idea of zone of genius. Um, Okay, I think that's it. I, I would recommend this book. I would recommend this book while recognizing that not everyone's going to resonate with it just because of the style of writing. But there's really, really good information in here. I would say if you can, if you can get past maybe the first hundred pages, I think that's where (laughs) it it was kind of like, okay, what are we doing? That was a lot of the character development um, and getting into the movement and getting into these formulas. So again, the 5am club, Robin Sharam. Again, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I'm so sorry. Um, Yeah. If you have books, I know I'm talking a lot about books here lately. I promise we won't only talk about books. Uh, But if you have any recommendations of books, things that you would um, say, hey, you've got to read or questions that you have about books, y'all know how to find me. The podcast has an Instagram now. We're still trying to work on it. Um, Beyond the Couch Pod. You know how to find me on Instagram, the real Dr. Jehu. Thank you for being here. I love you. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much for listening in today. Will you do me a favor to help spread the word about the podcast? Take a quick screenshot of the episode and drop it in your Instagram story, sharing one of your biggest takeaways from today. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. We'll talk soon.